Thank you, everyone. Welcome back to House Ho. I am your host, Ani Moosh, and I am here with my friend and nurse and wonderful person, Carrie Parsons. Thank you. Thank you for being on. Thank you for having me. I'm going to ask you a lot of dumb questions today. There is no such thing. Um, but I think that you have all of the answers to them. <laughs> I'm going to assertively <laughs> answer them like I do. So sounds good to me. Um, I so also Carrie's also known as Nurse Sunshine. You guys should go follow her right now. Check out Please. her website. She has so many resources on them there. I know that for a fact because I created her website for yes, her. Yes, she did. Um, so thank you again for that opportunity. <laughs> Um, thank you for doing it. It looks it came out really great. Everybody's so really impressed by it. Thank so. you. That's yeah. awesome to hear. Um, I I want to dive in a little bit to like what you do and like who you are. And the reason why I wanted to have you on was you are a positive person thank and you. I need positive people in my <laughs> life. Thank you. And I feel like you are someone who is very uh, encouraging um, of like having your following your dreams yes. and like accessing different parts of you to like best do that and like yes. be your best and highest self. Yes, definitely. So I'm a, a higher self advocate <laughs> and I think you are too. Um, <laughs> Try so, to be, yes. Yeah. Um, I, I want to like dive a little bit into that. We'll go into like your different studies and stuff, but yeah, like yeah. tell us a little bit about who you are. Uh, so I am, um, I'm a person that believes in everybody. Uh, I believe that we are all connected to each other. I believe in the greater good. I believe in um, our ability to change and make a difference in each other's lives. And so that is like my mission in life. And as a nurse, I get, I get to do that all the time mm -hmm. um, just by helping see people the way they deserve to be seen, the way that they should be seen. Mm -hmm. And then allowing them to be that person in my presence and actually like feel what that feels like and then feel like they can um, do that around other people as well That's and continue amazing. doing that um, by integrating things in their life that that help them do that so that's amazing so that that kind of encapsulates like what nurse sunshine I think is <laughs> Thank well, you. That's great. I've, I've been really looking up how to sum that up. Good thing so. we're recording this. You can go back and type that out. Yeah, like, like, I mean, really, it's like it's difficult. Like thinking about yeah. like mental health, like in general, and everybody's like, "Oh, what's your niche?" Like, well, yeah, I don't, I don't really have one. Like my niche is like anybody that's looking to help themselves anybody yeah. that's looking to take a step forward anybody that's even curious about doing yeah. that like it's really but that's a special lens like I don't think everybody has that lens like mm. not everybody has that patience not everybody has like a slice of sunshine in them <laughs> at all like never mind a <laughs> whole you. bunch but I mean it's it I, I think that that's not only a skill but like a gift too you know mm. so how was that like born for you like where did you come up with that oh my god I was I was 
I was born like this. Like, <laughs> You've just been calling yourself Nurse Sunshine since like. No, so nurse, nurse, nurse Sunshine originated from my patients. Oh, like very I, cool. I just had like multiple patients in different places. Like I've worked in different. I've worked inpatient crisis stabilization for like almost the past 10 years. Oh my God. Um, so these are people that are like in the hospital involuntarily most of the time. Um, because they're experiencing some of the worst, scariest moments of their life mm-hmm. um, and are unsafe to be out in the general public because, you know, our society is not conducive to that type of behavior. Yeah. And, and sometimes people act in really, really scary ways. Yeah. So. Um, and that is that so, is your typical like patient that you saw, like someone who like chemically was imbalanced or maybe they were like suffering from like a circumstance or. So my like I really um, believe in like trauma informed care. That's like a that's a huge that's the center of my practice. Mm -hmm. And I believe that, you know, everybody experiences trauma differently and that leaves whatever it leaves on your brain, your body and then some internal process because of because of genetics Mm -hmm. and then because of environment kind of all is just like this perfect storm. And then. And then people can't handle it. You know, yeah. like like your brain and your body can only handle so much stress is is the problem. And yeah. and people respond to stress differently for so many different reasons that yeah. we're not able to articulate that in a way that we can just say this is the cause and this is the answer. Mm-hmm. And that's what's really difficult about mental health. Yeah. And that's why it's difficult for people to understand that it's really all of these things. Like we can't just take one pill. We can't just, you know, do one thing. And then every thing. generation has their, like, new thing because right. of the previous generations. Right. Like, like burnout's a thing now. Right. Like, an actual thing. It's mm-hmm. not just, like, a term that's thrown around now. And I oh, don't 100%. think enough people know that, actually. Like, I actually learned that that was a real, like, medical condition yeah. not that long ago. Yeah. You know? Well, that's, I mean, it's it's something that in the medical community that has been kind of, like, hush-hush. Like, yeah. No, like burnout. Like, like you're here to burn out. Yeah. So you're, here to, like, you know, you're here to be compassionate and like, you know, just like serve the people and do whatever anybody wants you to do. But the reality is, is that, yeah, we are there to do that. Mm-hmm. And I'll do that day after day. That's that's what fulfills me. That's what makes me feel good. But I'm not going to do that for a system that's going to pinch pennies and, and make me pay for parking yeah. to come save you know, yeah. to come to, to come do what I love to do mm-hmm. and in turn save lives like no, I'm not going to work for you and, and, you and and adhere to your like arbitrary crap. I'm mm. not going to do that. I can't do that. That's that's what burns me out is the political nature of of hospitals, of healthcare, yeah, of insurance, and just like people are dying of brain cancer and they're worried about paying their bills. It's like what I the got, fuck are we doing? And I got uh, laid yeah. off like at right at the beginning of COVID in like April of 2020 at the beginning of a pandemic, and I lost my insurance. I'm like. That is worse than savage. That's worse than me (laughs) losing my job. That's worse than me losing my like being able to contribute to like my 401k. Like you're taking away my insurance during a global pandemic where I don't know when state health or like public health is going to get to me or how good it's going to be. No. You know what I mean? How stressful. Oh my God. How, how, <laughs> how upsetting. How stressful. How just like mind blowing is it? Yeah. It's like yeah. what is going on here? Yeah. And and that I think is like, you know, that's why it's so, 
it's also i think i think sometimes i'm like difficult to have a conversation with because it goes from like here to yeah just yeah like, to like the government we'll is bring like it down we'll bring this down take a sip i mean jesus you know what i mean like really because like, it's like so it's so like systemic we just went, we just went just through so it that's why yeah. it hits a nerve i know and it's just yeah. it is just so unfair like so many people are just suffering so much and like i just shared with you like yeah uh, so I've worked in the hospital. I've worked in a hospital setting for the past 10 years. I've done freestanding mm. psych and then worked in like a general medical facility. And I just can't, I just can't do it anymore. Like it, it was, it was, all, it was always difficult for me anyway. Um, just in like in dealing with the rules and regulations and policies and why is this important? And, yeah. and there are a lot of important ones, but like really it all comes down to like liability and particular, and people protecting their own asses and it's like but we're here for the patients like aren't we like yeah. you know i just i felt like they were suffering a lot more than they should be in in a hospital and so. you worked with kids like also yeah. so that's yeah. a whole nother layer of yeah. things too yeah. i can't even imagine oh my god okay well now it's time for me to ask you a stupid question <laughs> i'm Excellent. gonna quickly segue <laughs> um Okay, so can we talk about psychedelics for a second? Please. And different ways that of like healing yeah. through psychedelics. Oh, yeah. Because I feel like there's a lot of, A, stigma. There's yes. a lot of things that people don't know. Um, and there's a lot of like frivolous use, I think, too. Yes. Um, and in the, I, for a very, 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 very long time, I had no interest in, in psychedelics at mm -hmm. all mm -hmm. and i knew that eventually one day if i were to be okay with it that i was going to do very specific things and like go in with intention intention is very but important i think that that is a very special case and not everybody <laughs> thinks like that exactly exactly <laughs> so i want to um provide like our listeners with some general knowledge and then also your specific study on it and mm -hmm. like what you've seen what you think works and what doesn't work and yeah. just some like what what people should know too yeah like in general oh love yeah. to yes. thank you for asking the question actually yeah. you have the form. um i think you know it's been so it's interesting because i i work in in I've worked in a teaching hospital, you know, I just finished my master's degree. And so, you know, things are, again. thank you. Things are supposed to be very, um, you know, peer reviewed and scientific and proven. Mm -hmm. And like really my original experience with psychedelics was like, I went to music festivals and like saw people on them <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, like, and like saw what, and saw yeah. transformation just like there. Mm -hmm. And then, but then would like, and just like be around these people that, um, walked the walk, mm -hmm. you know, they were the ones that were doing the meditation. They were, they were doing yoga. They were eating clean and, yeah. and, it, and, it, and like, you know, these were happy people. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I think that we're on, we're really on like such, uh, a precipice of like disaster as far as people's mental health go, because we've been ignoring it for so long that, we've now found something that alters people's perception of reality enough that they realize that like you can have whatever reality you want. And like and some people like to stay stuck there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, because your reality is actually really difficult to achieve, but like it's achievable, mm -hmm. Like everybody can do that. We just need to put the steps. We yeah. just need to, we, we need to put the resources in place. Yeah. Um, so, you know, psychedelics, 
I going back to the trauma thing is like so your your brain does a wonderful job at protecting you mm-hmm. that's that's what its main goal is to do is to protect you so that bases all of your reactions from your experiences mm-hmm. and you're never really like living presently or fully in the moment unless you're mindfully doing that because your brain has assumed how to react to what's going on around you right. like it's not living there with you it's it's projecting constantly like what's next what do i need to prepare myself for yeah so psychedelics allow you to just quiet the things that need to be quieted um you know and and amplify things that maybe need to be amplified and so sometimes people need to go through a rebirth sometimes people need to go through a horrible trip sometimes people need to go through the woods with the demons and the dragons and the and and, you know like really be held in this space but then they've processed it yeah and they come out on the other side and they've they've had this different type of perspective that allows them to be like i don't need to live there anymore yeah you know, I, I think our, our society is very identity driven, ego driven. You know, we're all, you know, who are we? What, what are we? What are we to and other what people? what people want us to be. Right. What know? are we to other people? Mm-hmm. And I think that that's like what people are concentrating on too much of the time. And that's what we do as children. We're, we're, we're looking to other people to help make decisions. And other people are making decisions for us all the time. Yeah. So I think that's why it's so difficult to like transition into adulthood. And that's why we have so many people that are lost right now. Mm-hmm. Because like their parents told them like, oh, this is what you should do to be happy. And they're like, I don't want to be an accountant. And then they're right? also okay with being at home because they have to be because right. financially, like they're so drowning from like student debt and all that stuff. And then it stunts your growth as right. an adult. Like right. I went through that and then I left my parents' house in a very abrupt right. way. <laughs> okay. It was, I will full face admit, it was not. <laughs> Not the way to do it, but I did it, and well, like we got you have through to rip it. The bandaid off. Had like, to do it. it. People uh, just need. People are just like, now is the time. If I don't if, do it now, it'll never happen. If I, that's how I felt. Yeah, that's how I felt. There yeah. was there was a moment, and it was it, it was the tipping point, and mm-hmm. like it totally just changed my entire life. Yeah, I'm happy it did though, because yeah. like ultimately that needed to happen yeah, for me course. to like be a big girl. <laughs> you know, so I'm I'm happy that. But then, anyways, we're we're going back to psychedelics because yeah. <laughs> you have you have experience with like research and yeah. And so and, yeah. So I um I ended up working with uh, a really amazing psychiatrist. Um, did my did my practicum with him, and he's uh, tied into the ketamine. You know, he's he's doing ketamine. He's doing intravenous ketamine and s ketamine, um, intranasal ketamine with patients, um, and really just start like started up a ketamine clinic and. Um, you know, I voiced my interest to him and just saying like, you know, I kind of, I feel like this stuff is going to work, uh, and just have gone from there. So have sat with a lot of people that have been, that have done, um, intravenous ketamine and, and kind of guided them through those experiences and then, um, came up with a group program for people that have had psychedelic experiences and, um, are looking to integrate those experiences into their life. Mm -hmm. So the thing with ketamine is, is that ketamine helps people you know in my experience a lot of times helps people you know for not that long of a period of time you know we could say like maybe there's like five percent of people that really they do it and they're just like i'm good yeah i got the message (laughs) i I, i'm i'm (laughs) 
I'm on my way to the next level. Message received. Right, yeah, like yeah. I, th- this has changed my life. Check, this please. experience. Yeah. But you know the other the other ninety five percent. Like yeah. they got to work with it a little bit. Like yeah. you, you got to keep having those feelings because the thing about depression, anxiety, every other mental illness is is that it's it's repetition. Mm-hmm. You know you're doing the same thing over and over again. So that pathway is really strong. That that assumption about the world and how things are going to happen is like it's it's autopilot it's automatic and so to change that pathway to get it to think something else or to get it to even question or consider something else is it takes a lot of time and energy and effort and it takes a support network to help you do that so i think that part of that part of you know what's missing and and working in an inpatient um like setting group therapy is how people get better like that's it's shared experience the reality is is like this is the human experience and you might be having a psychotic break and think that you know the cia are are looking at your bank records and like listening to your phone calls and this one might think he's jesus christ and then this one might just be like you know what i don't the air quality is going to be shit in 11 years like what is the point like and you have all of these people there but they're all just like i'm not accepted you know that's really what it all comes down to i think It, it you know, these people are not accepted. How are we, how are we to foster people's growth and like belonging if we tell them that they need to be somewhere because their ideas are so yeah outrageous? Like, I, I don't know. Like if you're, if you're going to hurt yourself or another person and you need to be protected and cared for, like, obviously that's another situation. But like, if you're, you're allowed to be weird, like and yeah. weird is like a wide <laughs> spectrum, you know, like you're allowed, yeah. you're allowed. And I don't want to say like, you're allowed to be crazy, but like you are yeah. like, go be crazy over there. I, <laughs> I remember, and I tell this story often, but like I was, I was at work and there was this kid who was like, I mean, he was like 25. And, and so I started like working on inpatients, like, you know, when I was 23 years old. So like I was with, I was with people my own age that were so, so sick. And like, that was my reality check to the world. Like I had done a lot of, I mean, you know, in college or whatever, but I grew up in the woods in New Jersey on a lake. Like my life was a vacation. So like, then I like check into like mental health 101 on the inpatient psych unit. And I'm like, holy shit, what is going on? Like, what are we doing to people here? Like, I, I, is this the world? Like, I was like, my whole like life was rocked. I was just like, oh my God, how do we help? all of these people yeah like we need to solve like i didn't sleep like how do we solve homelessness why is there food insecurity like i knew that these things existed but like i never really had like i had done you know i'd gone into new york city and and fed homeless people but it was just like such like a like i'm, I'm here to help people like, <laughs> yeah. like, so, like i don't know like it just didn't register the same way mm-hmm. as like all of a sudden it did and yeah. and so and i think that that you know when when the psychiatrist that I was working with, with the ketamine. So then like bigger things come from that. And now we're talking about doing psilocybin. We're talking about doing MDMA, which is in like phase three clinical trials. Mm-hmm. And like, how are we going to ca- continue to use these psychedelics in ways? And, and pr- what type of treatment are we going to provide people besides just these, just these medications, just these drugs, because it's more than that. So for someone who's dumb or like myself, like explain, <laughs> explain the difference between those three things that you just said. So though they're different chemical makeups. Okay. So they affect your body. They affect your brain mm-hmm. and your body differently. I mean, essentially, 
I guess essentially don't really affect your body in very many ways at all. They're just affecting your brain. So that process kind of flows through your body. And so would the, the chemical that you use in these trials or however you do in your therapy, Mm -hmm. it would depend, like, do you match them up to like, which one would be the best fit or like, how would that, how would you go about doing that? Very interesting point. So the, you know, the thing is, is that, so right now in psychiatry, we match, you know, symptoms to neurotransmitters which relate to the medications that we're going to put on people mm-hmm. or put put like give to people right. so that that can fix whatever's going on we can take a little bit more neuro- neurotransmitter here we can save some serotonin we can allow it to absorb a little bit more so then finally um we feel a little bit happier we feel a little bit more you know right like ourselves today um so MDMA is more like a relational like we're learning that this is very good in like couples therapy and like it really kind of you know, people that have been traumatized and people that have been through a lot of really challenging obstacles and experiences in their life have a really difficult time, like, believing that Kerry Parsons is here to actually help them mm-hmm. move through that or actually gives a shit about that because yeah. nobody's ever given a shit about them in their entire life. And so that's really difficult for some people to accept. Um yeah, you and I both have the face that people just want to tell stuff yeah. to. <laughs> yeah. Like, like the amount of shit that I fucking know that I shouldn't know this. It's just yeah. people feel comfortable. Yeah. You know what I no, mean? Oh, yeah, totally. 100%. I think, like, it, it happens all the time. And I was just telling, I was just telling someone the other day. It's like, I mean, I literally, like, you're standing yeah. in line and you're just like, uh, maybe because I like comment on a lot of things. Too. Like, I, like, I don't mean like, and then you just like draw into the, it's like we were, we were just talking about mints a second ago and now yeah. we're like onto like alimony and like oh your divorce three years ago and like just all of these other things. Like things just start to, people just oh start to unload very quickly. Yeah. And like, you know, and I, you know, I. Yeah, people just, yeah, people need to fine. have more faith, but <laughs> it's fine. Is really the point. But yeah. Okay. So. Let's I'm going to use myself as an example, right? Let's say that because if I'm going to do any of this, first of all, I would want you to guide me through anything. Anyways, you're the perfect guide, in my opinion. (laughs) Um, So if I, for instance, because I'm just trying to understand like what there's so many different kinds of therapies, right? I've been going to like traditional like uh, therapy for five years. I think Mm -hmm. it's very beneficial. Talk therapy. I talk therapy. Love my therapy. She's great. Mm -hmm. It. It really is about routine. Everybody has their own therapy, right? But if we're, I feel like after a certain amount of years, like sometimes you need to explore different routes to like, if something's, if you're not getting there, then you need to like figure out a different way. So for someone like myself that like knows where maybe the source is, but like can't get there in my brain. Mm -hmm. Like how would, if I walk into a therapy session with you, what would that look like? Does that make sense? Does that question make sense? So I just kind of like questioned like source as in like source or like your own source or like the actual answer to what's going on with you. Why you can't find the answer. Like if I think I know, oh, this is why Mm -hmm. I can't get to this thing. And I've been going to this type of therapy for this long and I can't get there. Mm -hmm. I need to find a different way Mm -hmm. to access that part Mm -hmm. of my brain right like that would be like the point yeah i think like how would i what would that therapy session look like i mean i i base a lot of it off of what people feel like they need oh okay and the thing is is that people 
usually don't know how to answer that question. Yeah, so we need that's to, what, that was we the need, first right. thing that came so to we, mind. So we need to figure out why you don't know what you need. Yeah. Like how you base your needs. I have learned over time, like my, my needs, I don't have needs. I, I, I have everybody else's needs. Yeah. And that, I find that fulfilling to me. Mm-hmm. But as I've gotten older and, and in different relationships, I've figured out that like I need more in that relationship. Mm-hmm. And then so from giving and giving, then you tend to feel resentful or mm-hmm. you tend to like now the balance is off in that relationship. So you have to be able to talk about it. You have to be able to advocate for yourself. Nobody's a mind reader. Right. So like we have to learn how to communicate and like, and I happen to be a very communicative person, but when you're afraid of a reaction from somebody that prevents you from communicating a lot of the time. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times, you know, people are put in situations where they don't feel like they can communicate and then they assume what they think the end result is going to be when they do communicate. So a lot of times I'm just walking through that with people, which like comes from trauma. 100%. Right. 100%. And that that's hard when like you can't even figure out your own trauma. How is someone else supposed to figure? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I think (laughs) sometimes it's not figuring out like exactly what happened. It's just figuring out how you feel about it. Yeah. Like it's, it's figuring out that like, you know, I, I just can't move through this. Like, I don't know. And I don't know why, like a lot of people are just like, I just feel, Oh, I mean, I, in, in my experience, a lot of the time it's just like this really, it's existential stuff. It's like, I don't, to the core, I don't feel loved or belonging. I don't know who I am. Like this identity type thing that mm. like you're aligned with an identity that doesn't resonate with you. Yeah. And I think that our society is jamming square pegs into round holes all the time. And I think that that's part of the reason why people are so depressed is because like you're trying to live up to this expectation that that doesn't resonate at yeah, all. Yeah, that, that was pretty much my whole life, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it happens to a lot of people, but like, you know, I come from like a foreign, like, you know, mm-hmm. traditional like background where it's not that I wasn't encouraged to do what I wanted creatively. Right. But there is an expectation. There's like a, th- for every area of your life, yes. set forth before you even exist in the world. Right. And it's like, if you... And if you've seen examples that it didn't work out with, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. then it it's scary. Yeah, very. You know, so. Very. I mean, we live in a fear-driven society. Yeah. Like once, and, and that was a really difficult thing for me to accept. But over the COVID situation, I have that I have accepted that reality 100% is like Mm -hmm. what we are showing people and what we are telling people and how we are telling people and communicating information is, is killing people. Yeah. Like is really, really one of the biggest issues that we're having right now. And I don't know why we're not like everybody just shut off their TV. Like everybody just needs to just connect with each other. And, and I think, you know, which like, connection through like the internet and like how everybody kind of like is so available to each other all the time I think is a, is a whole nother like we're connected but we're never really connected mm-hmm. I, I a lot of people say like in in therapy especially I was just having this conversation with some of my colleagues which is like it's so necessary for presence like zoom is fine once in a time ta- once in a while wow, like like yeah. you know like I can connect with people on zoom that's that's like perfectly right. fine but but like if you're having a really hard time, I need to pick you up in my car and we need to go get 
a coffee and sit at the beach mm-hmm. and cry about it yeah and process it and like and our healthcare system is not designed to that so i'm out like that that's nurse sunshine is like my <laughs> way out of that, that yeah. i'm not doing that i mean i need to pick you up with my dog in the back and yeah. we like and we figure out what's going to go on today and what's going to go on for the next three days because like yeah. this is the space you're going to be in because yeah. your mom just died or you know or your boyfriend just broke up with you or whatever yeah. whatever happened or somebody said something to you and it triggered something that you're really sensitive about from 10 years ago like mm-hmm. whatever it is you got to work through it with somebody and I and you need a foundation right. to like start from you right. know that you right. can count on and like I mean, just speaking like openly, you know, and everyone went through shit in the past like year, but we have gone through so many changes mm-hmm. with moving and our mm-hmm. business and like so many things and not having like, like being away from like our friends and family, like our core, like mm-hmm. friends and family was extremely hard. Yes. You know, extremely, extremely hard. So it was like, well, I know them in this state. I have to make the extra effort to like Get, at least get to them yeah. you know what i mean yeah so it's it that's so needed and right. like people need to be reminded right. that you need like that connection right you know so and lucky that you had those people to feel connected to yeah because a lot of people are just kind of like they don't feel they they don't feel and and a lot of this comes from trauma too it's like your inability to have a healthy relationship with somebody because you don't know how to have a healthy relationship with somebody and like mm-hmm. i can tell you right now like google it <laughs> like it's not lying like the like google it read those things about how to have a healthy relationship and then and then really try to do that like look at all of your relationships and and think about them be like huh like yeah. i let, uh, why do i let this person treat me like that and how does that ripple affect me like later like i might say like oh it's fine i'm good with it i'm a very passive person so and i feel like you know even to the point where it's like you want to you want to steal something from me or take advantage of me like whatever i know that that's your problem Mm -hmm. i i I can't internalize that until it's like with a person that you're very very close you've you've allowed this like vulnerability right right. you know my interactions are like i you know it's not i can have a very deep conversation with somebody very quickly so they feel a different type of connected to me that they do than other people. Mm-hmm. That's because I'm a therapist, but that's also, <laughs> you know, but that's because I, I want to know about you. Yeah. Like to, that's, what's important to me because this is our experience. Like mm-hmm. if you're hurting, so am I. Yeah. And that, that's like, that was something that was very difficult to like figure out as like a kid was like, why am I so connected to that person's experience? Yeah. Why am I so connected to the animals that I can't eat them? Like why, like why, <laughs> why am I like crying because there's like a lobster that's cooked in front of me? Like I just didn't know. I couldn't work all that out. But actually psychedelics work all that out as well. Yeah. It's like, oh my God, it's because like, we're all here together. Yeah. Like just working it all out. And like, so I don't want to be anybody's like, suffering Mm -hmm. i don't want to i don't want to add to that i don't i i only want to help us move in a better direction like when one suffers we all suffer i truly believe that so you know that i i think that psychedelics get people on that level as well which is like oh man like i'm this is not only my experience this is this is all of our experience and and the longer i continue to to stay here and get stuck here the longer everybody else continues to suffer as well. Mm-hmm. Like I have to take a step forward for myself, but also for the world, for, for, for the universe, for mm-hmm. the future. 
Um, so as like heavy as that is, it's also like very empowering. And I think. it affects like the immediate people around you too. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, because you're a, what is it? A combination of like the six people that you surround yourself with the most, yeah. you know? Yeah. So if you feel like your part is suffering and like not getting enough nourishment, then you're also not giving that back to the people that you surround yourself with. Exactly. So that, you know, is harmful. We don't want that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can't drink from an empty cup. Yeah. So like you have to do these things for yourself and, and healthcare providers, like people think that it's like, Oh, I'm being a selfish person Mm -hmm. to like do these, do these things for myself, which is sometimes it's just like be alone. Yeah. Like (laughs) rest your brain, like binge Netflix. Like it's okay to do that. Those things. It's been very hard for me to like allow myself to do like leisure activities because my parents were, you know, you're you're driven i'm a driven person so like on to the next like what Mm. are we doing now what am i working on like blah blah blah. like i i never give myself a minute to breathe yeah and so and that feels foreign to me when i do do that but like that's necessary and now like you know people need you need to sleep like yeah we we, this this society takes pride in not sleeping it's like it's also very hard too well like even though it's great and like i'm a huge advocate for working from home obviously Mm -hmm. but like we like we went when we moved to new york we lived in a studio now Mm -hmm. we live thankfully not in a studio (laughs) but i mean we still like work from our space and like there needs to be separation from like your brain needs to understand like this is work and like this is life so that you can shut it off when it needs to be shut off you know i think like i can like i can break that down very simply as Mm -hmm. to like your brain cannot fall asleep in your bed if you do other things in your bed besides sleeping in. yeah like your brain's just like oh wait like even if you, you know maybe you can read a little bit or whatever but if you're like in your bed and you're and you're watching tv and you're reading and you're answering emails and you're yeah. on the phone you're doing all this other things when you go to lay down your brain's like nope oh yeah let me scroll through the 80 things that i do in my bed if you only go to sleep in your bed, that's what you do. Take when you that lay down insomnia, in bed, you go right dash to sleep. Of depression. Yeah. Like- <laughs> oh my god, dude, we're not going anywhere. Like, like you're stuck there. Oh right. my god, that and was so- that was a few years in my life, like mm-hmm. dead ass. Because I mean, th- there's nothing r- like whatever. When I lived at home, there's nothing wrong with my parents' house, but my space was. I didn't have enough space for separation of things. Like, you know, if you're doing work and you're like going to grad school and like your only social space is also your bedroom, like in your home, like (laughs) obviously you're not going to want to be there. And obviously like it's going to be really hard to fall asleep. So, I mean, it, it's, it's a lot. And like, I had to learn that. Like that took so long Mm -hmm. to figure out, you know? Yeah. And then from there it got easier. (laughs) Yeah. But you figured it out, but you also, you also wanted to figure it out. Yeah. Um, you know, and so I think that like part of part of the fear with with psychedelics is like people like you were saying earlier, like people just like that feeling like right in that moment mm-hmm. and then they're not doing anything to kind of like live it and, and figure out how to make it work for their life for mm-hmm you know however long it's just like oh let me just like drop acid again and i'll be like good for those 12 hours <laughs> like like i mean maybe you will but like, maybe it'll also it's crazy because you i mean i'm not gonna name names but like there are people that we know <laughs> there are people that we know that just they don't live here they don't right. live on this planet no. and like dude i'm 
all for psychedelics. I'm all for like doing things in moderation. Yeah. And like live your life, dude. Like yeah. you got one life. As long as you're not hurting anyone yep. and you're like not being a piece of shit. Yeah. Fucking you go for it. Agreed. But if you're <laughs> when you're when you're like calibration system of like what being a piece of shit is is out of whack and you don't think it is yeah and you're not willing to listen about it being out of whack yeah then like that's an issue that's an issue like you have to fix that because now you're hurting the people that surround you right you know right like sometimes that needs to be severed which sucks yeah you know but i mean hopefully you can like use it as a curing thing and like medication and like deal with things in a healthy way in this reality yes so that you can experience that other reality in a Mm -hmm. more healthy way too right right well so and that and so as so you're saying like important things for people to know about this are like the people you're doing it with the environment that you're in and your mind state going into it are the are the core mm-hmm. like are the key principles of this entire equation and like you have to it it can be life-changing so like treat it with that much respect mm-hmm. and like do your research talk to somebody that knows about it go on a trip with a person that can guide you through it if things go wrong trust that person who mm-hmm. knows what they're doing you know, there, there are things that you need to do. I, I can't tell you how many people are like, I'm at the worst trip. I'll never do mushrooms again. Like, I had the worst trip of my life. Or like whatever acid or whatever they've done. And it's like, I mean, if that's how you feel about it and you feel that strongly about it, then then don't do it. Mm-hmm. But like, you also did seven tabs at like somebody's <laughs> yeah. birthday, like in a weird And you don't know situation. where it came from. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> like, like someone know, like, just pulled it out of their trench coat and you're right. like, yeah, I'll take. 12. Shit might like, get weird, just saying. But, you know, also, later on, if you do have one of those experiences, talk to a person like me. Yeah. Because then, like, we can work out all of what happened and you won't get stuck there. Right. Like, and that won't be, like, a dream that you go back to all the time. Right. Or, like, a thought that you have repetitively or a rabbit hole that you go down. Like, you still had that experience and, and it was traumatic. Traumatic to the point where you've said that you're never doing something again. Mm-hmm. And it was scary. So, like... You need to talk about it. Like, yeah. that's the thing with trauma, too, is, like, you just need to talk about it. Mm-hmm. And honestly, these drugs just help people do that. Yeah. They just, like, take down the wall that where pe- where everybody's, like, just too ashamed or embarrassed mm-hmm. or, or whatever to just say, like, this is what happened and this fucked me up. Yeah. And, and it could be from, you know, people not loving you correctly to some really, really, like, horrible shit that you see on dateline or something you know like like really like the spectrum of trauma is very different for everybody and and we really shouldn't compare people's just experiences that really rocked them like Mm. to each other it it is what it is if you're here ready to fix it then that's what we want like that's all we want for everybody is just like the the realization that like i deserve better than this and Mm. i'm capable of it so Mm -hmm. let me let me step into that yeah. Uh, and to not be persona. afraid of what that is yeah i that's like the other yes. element of it yes. too is because i think people are sometimes afraid of like what the reality is yes and because it requires either work or yes accountability failure a lot of the time yeah yep. and and like you can work through that too if you're yes. here and ready and willing right yep. but yeah it's just a matter of like being yeah. Re- ready to do that right so right speaking of accountability 
Um, I'm going to do our, our segment dun, 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 dun. <laughs> <laughs> um, of accountability. So this is uh, the part where I ask my guest um, to maybe think about something that you either are working on or maybe need a little bit of a nudge and mm-hmm. you need to like manifest it in, into the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is where I am supposed to update everyone on what I did from the last week. Uh, to work on my art and get it out into the world. Um, I don't remember what I said I was going to do, but what I did do (laughs) (laughs) is I organized my entire Etsy store so it looks very clean. I added products to it. It's all 20% off. And wait, this episode... Yeah, this episode comes out on Black Friday. Nice. So everybody go check out my Buy Moosh Etsy. And also you can check out my website too if you want to be really fancy. But <laughs> there's shit on there and it's 20% off. So yay, accountability. I did a thing. I, lo- I looked at it today actually and it looks really Oh, nice. thank you. Yeah. Thank yeah, you, thank you, great. thank you. Mm-hmm. And I also, I'm going to just, I'm going to put it out into the world. Um, a couple different boutique shops have been asking if, they can have my product in their store. Ooh. So that's super exciting. Super exciting. So look out for that. That'll happen eventually. But like, yay, I'm getting big, motherfuckers. You better buy my <laughs> shit from Too Good for All of You. But I appreciate that and like thank you, thank you, thank you. Appreciation to everything. That's really um, ex- really exciting. Thank you. I'm very mm-hmm. excited about that. Oh, I think what I did say last week is I was gonna work on my coloring book and I did work on it. It's get, it's fucking getting there. It's getting there. I just told Carrie about it. Yeah, it's gonna be so and great. it's gonna be I'm great. So stoked about it. I haven't said this explanation that I told you before this podcast yep. on the podcast yet because I want to hold myself accountable to getting yeah. it done and then presenting it to everyone. Yeah. So I'm just gonna keep talking about this phantom coloring mm-hmm. book project. But I'm pre-order, get the pre-order. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's a great idea thank you thank you so is there anything that you want to put out there into the world that you're gonna do or work on yeah yeah so um so i am looking for clients who have done psychedelics and had like profound experience or just had some type of experience and that are looking to integrate their experience into life mm-hmm. and um in a group setting mm-hmm. so we're gonna do this over zoom because of covid um so hopefully i'm like looking to connect people from like all around the country as well mm-hmm. around, all around the that's world that's so cool because like i'm sure you have a million followers at this point, so, <laughs> you know like anybody that's looking to just kind of talk about that and 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 share it with other people and and build on that experience like hit me up on nursesunshine.com I'm looking for other, you know, I, I do some, um, meditation and, um, I do restorative retreats. So people that are looking to maybe take a couple days to rest their brains and bodies, reconnect, um, eat really good food, be with really good people, have really good conversation. Uh, let me know, look it up and yeah. just try to get the ball rolling on all of that. So yes. really, really exciting stuff. For sure. Yeah. Definitely check that out. Um, can they follow you anywhere? Yeah, what? I'm at the.nurse.sunshine on Insta. Um, and yeah, you can find me. You can go from there. Any, oh, anything. Yeah. yeah. Message me and, and, and let's connect. Beautiful. So exciting. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. And I'll just throw my plugs because we're there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you guys can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Ani underscore Moosh. Follow 
all my projects I post there. Yay to that. Um, and like I said, today's the day that this is coming out. It's Black Friday. So go check out Buy Moosh on Etsy. All one word. B-Y-M-O-U-S-H uh, on Etsy. And everything's 20% off. So ooh, check it out. Thanks, guys. Thank we'll you, talk to you later, host. <laughs> Thank you, Carrie, for coming on. I appreciate Thank you, you so, so much. much.